Street Epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. So I have a YouTube channel where it's called Street Knowledge and I conduct on the street interviews about knowledge. Uh, you ever heard of epistemology? Epistemology is the field of knowledge studied in philosophy. Good. It deals with what people know, how they know it. So you pick the topic and typically the topic in the interview is just something you believe in. Something that is kind of foundational to you um, and something that you're fairly certain of. That you know Something where you're willing to say like I, I know this to be the case to some fairly high degree of certainty. Could be God, could be religion, could be politics, could be none of the above, could be karma, could be ghosts, aliens, just something you believe in that you're fairly certain of and that is really foundational to you. Okay. Do you want to um, start with any belief? Um, uh, I'm Christian. So. Okay, we can work with that. What's your name, by the way? Uh, Dan. Dan, nice to meet you, man. I'm Raul. Nice to meet you. You said Ro? Raul. Raul. Mm -hmm. All right, so you said Christian. Okay. Um, you want to define what you mean when, when you say that you're a Christian? Uh, sure. I mean, I don't really um, like subscribe to any of the specific branches. It's just, for me, it's more of a... Uh, I guess my faith is more of just a lifestyle for me. Like, mm -hmm. it's something that I follow. I don't really... I'm Christian, but I don't consider myself a religious person. Mm -hmm. you know, it's something that, uh, that I follow and that, uh, you know, it's just a part of who I am. Is there a set of beliefs that you hold as a Christian? Define set of beliefs. Like, like do you mean like rules or? No, I mean just like things that you believe to be true. Sure. Um, I believe that he saved me and that I love him and that he loves me and that my job is to love others. Okay. So it sounds it sounds like it's pretty pretty basic Christian beliefs yeah. Yeah, about about say. Jesus. Sure. Okay. Um, so let's start with, why, why is this a belief that you hold? Why? Um, it was mostly, uh, my mom died when I was younger, and through that death, um, my father and I started attending church. It was something I thought they would be judgmental and, and, and strict, but it was a, a positive experience. I have, I have a lot of positive relationships because of that. They're like a second family to me. Mm. So a lot of my friends, a lot of uh, my family's friends, a lot of like second father figures to me come from that environment. Mm. So that's how I got Oh, okay, so your mom, your mom died. I'm sorry, sorry to hear that, by the way. And when your dad, you and your dad started going to church, and it became this really significant experience where you yeah. developed some pretty important relationships yeah. with people. Okay, um, so the fo the focus of these interviews, I like to be the answer to the why question, sure. um, or excuse me, how. That so we talked about the why, the how question, like how do we determine that something is true. And so, for this belief, how is this something that, that you determined is true? Well, for me, it's, uh, there are certain, I'm not going to get too specific, is that okay, but there are certain uh, changes within me that I noticed. There was certain things that it helped me, like that when I applied the messages that were given to me to my own life to, to see if they would produce any changes within me, I saw that that became true. There was uh, certain prayers that I held dear to me, especially during the uh, because when my mother died, she didn't die immediately. She was in a coma for 18 months prior to her death. It was a mm -hmm. car accident. Mm -hmm. um, 
there was a lot of prayers that I had during that time that he answered to me in a very personal way. Mm -hmm. So even though there's a lot of evidence to the contrary, it's uh, it's something that since he answered it to me on such a personal level, mm -hmm. it's something that, that validated my faith. To okay. Me. Okay. So I'm hearing two things there. The first thing is certain changes took place in you, mm -hmm. and then the answer to prayers is that is that what you said? Okay. Um, is it is it possible for somebody to have certain changes in their lives um, and and yet the the beliefs that those are based on not be true? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think I think that's possible. Okay. So how how can we determine that when we have a belief that results in certain changes? How can we determine that? Yeah, um, I know that for me it was certain aspects of my personality that uh, I had tried to change. I tried to get help with it through other sources. I know that uh, when I was younger I had. I had pretty bad like anger management problems, and uh, I don't know if it was. I, I'm not going to try to cycle on. I don't know if it was because of you know what happened to my mom or whatever. But uh, because of that event, I talked to like therapists, and I'll go to group group counseling and all that stuff, and, and I would just try to like mediate it myself, try to sort it out, mm -hmm. uh, find the root of that issue, but nothing ever. Like I, it, it didn't change me, you know. Like I, like they gave me management strategies. They tried to tell me why it wasn't productive or beneficial to me you know all the stuff that they go through in the groups mm -hmm. and uh nothing ever it never really came to anything but i found that through my experience with church i'm i i saw positive changes in myself mm -hmm. but now i'm not i'm not an angry person anymore so you said this was the result of your experience with church partly mm -hmm. when you say that are you talking about like the relationships you formed or what, what do you mean when you say your well, experience that one wasn't really it was more like as i read the scripture and as I prayed for changes in myself, because okay. it's not something that I wanted to be. It's not. It's not who I wanted to be. Okay. Because it was something that happened before we started going to church. Mm -hmm. So mostly, I tried to change myself prior to that. And, I found that. Mm -hmm. yeah. and then you started going to church, reading scripture, mm -hmm. praying, and that's when you started to notice personality dif changes. Slowly. Yeah. Okay. If is it possible for somebody to have this kind of experience where we? We, we have a change in our personality based on a certain belief and, and yet the belief not be true? It's a, yeah, it's possible in principle, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say it's, you know. So how can we determine if, if we hold a belief that results in a certain, certain change in personality, how can we determine whether or not the belief itself is true? Um, honestly, it's not really a question on how to answer. I feel like, especially with uh, things in regard to faith, it's not... It's something that's kind of difficult to quantify or to set up like mm -hmm. an experimental design to kind of prove that in, in that method. I feel like it's something that it's something that people should test for themselves mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm I don't think I don't like it when when other people have my faith or any other faith push it onto other people. I think it's mm -hmm. something that's like if you're interested in it, try it, test it, and you know if, if you find that you like it or that it does something for you, then keep it. If not, you know do do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's, so I guess my answer is that I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. You know, I don't know if it's something that, that I can answer. Do you think that we should be um, concerned with whether or not the belief that we hold is, is true? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think so. I think it needs to be validated by yourself because it's not something that, if it's something that you're just doing it, like going through the motions kind of thing, it's like hollow to you, then it's kind of pointless. Mm -hmm. So I think you should verify it for yourself so that you know what you're doing and that you're content with what you're doing, that you mm -hmm. 
security. And so how do we how do we do that? How do we determine? How do we validate for ourselves whether or not the beliefs that we hold are based in reality? I would say, well that part for me was just, again just like personal experiences with yourself. Like pose something to whatever whoever you believe in. Mm -hmm. See if it can be answered in a way that that you specify mm -hmm. so that it can be validated for you. And and I think you said earlier. I think I asked this question when. If somebody has this kind of experience, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean their belief is true, right? Mm -hmm. So what, what is the difference between somebody who has this experience and, the, and it happens to believe, be the case that their belief is true, and on the other hand, somebody who has the same experience and it happens to be the case that their belief is false? Like, Are you what the difference would be between that? Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that would be that whether that experience for you was directly linked to your belief, so that, like, I'll, I'll give it, like, for me, um, my mom was in a coma, so she was, her, she was brain dead, essentially, I think after the fifth or sixth month after, and, uh, like, for the long time she didn't open her eyes, she couldn't, she couldn't move, she was just bedridden, essentially, because of the coma, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the doctor said, you know, she's never going to open her eyes again. She's never going to do anything again. And started to get like, oh, you, uh, you talk about whether you want to keep her on life support or, or, you know, take her off of it and starting to go down that road. I know that after a lot of prayer with my father, after one, we had a moment together where um, she opened her eyes and she acknowledged us. And, like, she looked at me mm -hmm. and I talked to her and she shook her head. And, and, you know, I could see her again after mm -hmm. 17 months. And it was... The month prior to her death, after 17 months of just being brain dead, mm -hmm. and it was something that, something that I asked for specifically mm -hmm. to him, that I saw an answer in that way that I don't, you know, that. So I suppose when an experience is intrinsically linked with what you ask for in prayer or meditation or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. I think when it's asked through the standards that you ask it, like if you set up standards and it proceeds and goes in accordance with those standards because of what you asked. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I'm making No, sense. that's interesting, yeah. So prayer, basically. Is, that's, yeah, or meditation or whatever you want. To right. But where you make a request of some kind, mm -hmm. specific request comes to pass. Yeah, and I mean specific, because if I ask, like, oh, I want to eat a burger today, and then I eat a burger, right. that's something that's, like, intrinsically linked to uh -huh. the thing. So let's say we have a case where somebody prays a prayer, mm -hmm. and it does not come to pass. Sure. Would that, therefore mean that their belief is not true? No, I don't think so. I know, I know that in the scripture it tells us that sometimes his answer is no, and we don't, we might not like that answer, but sometimes his answer is no. For example, yeah, I asked, uh, I asked her for, not, for her not to die, and mm -hmm. his answer was no. And the reasons for which, you know, it's something that I had to deal with. Mm -hmm. Even though, just because his answer was no in the situation doesn't mean, it doesn't invalidate the rest of who he is. It's just that he, he gave me an answer. His answer was no. Mm -hmm. and it's something that I have to, you know, you have to come to terms with. That even though you make a request, it's not always going to be granted. Sometimes God's answer is yes, sometimes it's no. Sure. What's the difference between God's answer being no and there just being no God? Like how do we tell? How do? How can we tell the difference between those two things? Empirically, or in a matter of quantifying it, I don't know if there would be an answer because I think you can you can take that and kind of apply it to something and not have it be like a definitive result. But I guess it would. That uh, sometimes I think the difference is that like when the answer is no, I think there's a reason for it being no, versus it just being 
you know, that's just life. It happens. Um, mm -hmm. Just some meaningless occurrence. Yeah. I think the difference with the the former, like God saying no versus just no God, mm -hmm. um, it's in that there's a purpose for that no. That He's trying to build something. That is, He has a plan that we can't recognize in the moment sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, her death has led to a lot for me, and it's led to a lot that helps me understand the context of it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that I've learned since then, versus if it was just, she died, it was a car accident, she was in a coma, she died, that's just life, it happens. Mm -hmm. um, if it just had no meaning, what I learned afterwards wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. What would it mean for you if, if you were to find out that you were mistaken concerning this belief? Like, can you elaborate a little bit? Like, yeah, if it turned out that like the, my that Christ Christianity or? wasn't true, like how would that impact you? Would that be a significant um, discovery? Like what? Sure. Yeah, if there was a moment where I felt that that it wasn't. Yeah, it would be. Um, it would lead to some lifestyle changes, but I feel like even if it wasn't, I still wouldn't regret it. Like you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's led to so many positive changes for me. Um, I mean, if it was, it would be, for me, uh, yeah, it would be a big discovery and it would lead to certain lifestyle changes, but other than that, it wouldn't fill me with bitterness or regret, mm -hmm. you know. So, back to the prayer sure. thing. So, you said some um, sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes it's no. Sure. And you said, I think you said there's no empirical way to tell the difference between... I mean, there's something I would know about. I'm, I don't know. Okay. So, if there's no empirical way to, to tell whether this is a no from God or just there's no God, is this something that we can have a, a high degree of cer certainty concerning? No, I don't know. I don't think so. Because I don't think that science will be capable of proving that there is or that there isn't. I don't, I, again, I just think it's something that we won't be able to quantify. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. okay. Like, I don't know if it'll be able to, like, even if I wasn't arguing from a Christian perspective, I don't know if science would be able to prove the existence or the lack thereof. What's your degree of confidence in this belief? Like if we can quantify from zero to 100 with 100% yeah. being no doubt in my mind on the spectrum. Doubt in my belief in how confident? Yeah, how confident? 100. 100. Mm -hmm. Is that based on the prayer? Yeah, okay. based on everything I've seen so far with my experience. Okay. Is there anything that would knock you down from 100%? Is there anything that would make you less confident? Yeah, I think if, if you were in my life to do something that to break a promise, mm -hmm. to uh, to fail me, to contradict himself to me. If there was something that I wouldn't be able to, um, I don't know what the word is, to, to fit into what I've learned so far, if there was something that so immense that would shatter my expectations of him that, that I've learned so far, then, then yeah. But so far, it hasn't happened. Earlier you said that sometimes God's answer is no. And just now you referred to a, a hypothetical scenario where he, he didn't meet your expectations. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering how, how would we tell the difference between God saying no and, and him not existing and failing to meet our expectations? Sure. Like, um, no, yeah, um, I get it. Um, I suppose that when he would say no, I don't think that he's cruel, that he does it for no reason. I know that um, prior to her death, my dad had certain experiences with others that, that when he when he says no it isn't just say no and leave you alone and deal with it it's no and there's a reason for that no and that he's willing to walk you through why it's no because he's doing it for your best interest if it's just that there's nothing again it's just it is what it is it has no attached significance but mm -hmm. with him being in the picture that no has a reason behind it 
that he can show you and that he can teach you why it was no instead mm -hmm. of just it is what it is. So at what point would you go beyond having to accept his, his no answer mm -hmm. to concluding that he's... Not real. Yeah. So, like you're saying, it, can you repeat the... So like if... Right. So it seems like if, if something doesn't... If, if there's what you perceive to be a no question or a no answer, you deal with that. You, you deal with that, and you say, "Okay, I, I, God is God." You know, He said, "No, that's okay." Um, how would it look any different in the event that He just did, like He didn't exist? I'm just, I'm wondering how we discern the difference. You know right. what I mean? Okay. Um, I guess that in that situation, it would be that if it would contradict something that's in His Word, because like in the hmm. Scripture, He has promises to us that He said He's never going to break. Okay. If His no were to result. In the shattering of said promise. Then. Okay, so if if the scripture said one thing, and your experience said another thing, yeah, that would to you that would be like a probably he doesn't exist. Yeah, it would start to yeah make me doubt. Okay. Anyway. All right, man. I appreciate it. No, no problem. Thank you so much for for you know no, getting kind of really, personal there. And, no, that's cool. You're yeah. really you know nice about it. You want to push you or anything? Yeah. So. Man, I'm so sorry you had to go through all that no, stuff, dude. But I, I, I respect I respect your story, man. I really appreciate you sharing that. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. You too. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.